Hey there. Welcome to the High Esteem Podcast, the show with everything you need to hold yourself in high esteem. I'm your host, Sarah Irwin, and I'm a confidence coach, mental health professional, and a quirky, fast-talking, fun-loving, wiener dog-owning, recovering perfectionistic self-doubter who is here to help those like me charge forward. If you're a passionate human who craves purpose or an ambitious self-doubter who gets in your own way, then this is the podcast for you. Episode four, episode four. I have recorded this so many times, guys, and this is where I'm at. Um, I am mentally drained today, um, but I'm I'm here because, as I always say to people, sometimes when we are not at our best, that's when we need those things that inspire us or are good for us most. And I know this podcast is work and connected to my work. But it's also so connected to my personal and professional development. And that excites me and gives me passion and makes me feel connected to other human beings. And when I'm struggling and when the world is struggling, I find it actually so healing to find a way to connect with other people and to get a message across that will help other people. So I want to start off this episode by thanking everyone for being here, for listening in. Thank you for putting you first enough to even listen to a podcast about personal or professional uh, development at a time when we're going through so much in the world. Um, and I am extremely flattered that you have come to my podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Um, me this week, I have been struggling with the weather and the darkness and some personal stuff going on. Um, and I'm feeling okay. Um, but I want to really practice what I preach when it comes to being real and owning where you're at. So that's, that's where I am this week. Um, but I am coming to you at, you know, from a rough week during a good place in my life. So that is different from when we're really struggling. Um, and I feel really privileged to be in this position now, which is why I'm in a good place to be making this podcast. Um, I've talked a lot about what is different in my life now, this year, the past couple years, since I've done a lot of work on myself. I've talked a lot about that in relation to confidence. And um, there's a missing piece there that I have heard brought up in many different aspects, either when I hear someone who's doing this thing and it really strikes a chord because I'm like, oh, wow, I don't see people doing that often. Or consistently when I see clients, people in my life, other humans in general, not doing this thing and and seeing the overwhelm and the resentment and the fear and the way that they get in their own heads about these things because they're not doing this it's really been telling me that an episode needs to be made about this. And and this is something that I have started to to do. Actually my mom <laughs> told me it, but a lot of my my my, my a lot of my life my mom was saying to me, "Sarah, you have to get better at standing up for yourself. You have to get better at standing up for what you need at advocating for yourself, right? And it didn't really click in because I think at the time 
I didn't really know what that meant, but also I was so overcome by fear that it was just the the last thing I wanted to do. And that's probably where a lot of you are right now. So I just want to speak on the other side to the importance of this. And again, when I say on the other side, it doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but it means I've come very far. I have found that it's made a difference in my life and I found that it works. And I've seen this happen with countless people as well. Why should we advocate for ourselves? And what do I mean by that? And what is the cost of not advocating for ourselves? So let's start with the cost, okay? Because I think that in order to see why something is important, we need to look at where our life is without it. So I want you to think of a situation where your needs weren't being met. Maybe it was in your relationship. Maybe it was in a friendship. Maybe you're saying yes to everything or being walked all over. Or maybe people were doing nice things for you, but they weren't what you needed and you just felt like people weren't seeing you. Maybe it was at work or in or that time when your partner was just really missing the mark when they were trying to make you happy and and they keep saying, I don't get what's wrong, I don't get what's wrong, and you feel overwhelmed and you feel frustrated and you feel resentful because these people just aren't respecting what you need. Well, the first piece here is people cannot read our minds. And this is a mistake we all make. We also think we can read other people's minds, but that is a whole other different podcast episode. And I'm not talking about clairvoyance. I'm just talking about assumptions. But people can't read your mind. So if we don't speak up for what we need, other people aren't going to know what we need. Other people aren't going to know how to give us what we need because they don't know what it is. And other people aren't going to know how because we haven't communicated that to them. And sometimes it might be so clear to us what we need and why we need it. But that doesn't mean it is to other people. They're dealing with their own shit. They have stuff going on. They have baggage. They have their own negative thought patterns that they're coping with every single day. They have personal relationships. They have work stress. They have all those things you have. And they are stuck in their own brain. They are not in yours. And it gets very frustrating when our needs aren't being met, especially by people who are supposed to be supporting us, right? And this is why this applies to so many areas of life with friendships, with family, with partnerships, with careers, because in all these areas, we rely on other people. We just do. We rely on other people, right? We're connected with others. And we often feel like people are failing us or end up just resenting them because we feel we're delivering on our end or we feel like we're working so hard and we're not getting any assistance. We feel overwhelmed by all the stuff that we have to do to pick up the slack for where other people could be supporting us. And we often end up feeling powerless and insecure and like our progress is stunted because we really can only get so far when we have so much on the go, we're stuck in our own heads, and we're just really dragging so much extra baggage that's keeping us from moving forward. And I put some questions out there to my audience to ask, you know, where is it that you're struggling most with self-advocacy? And most people did say in their careers, right, that area where we feel like imposters, where we feel like 
we have to look perfect, where we have to be successful, where we have to fulfill that image that we've created or this idea of what other people expect of us. And I think it comes down to the stigma of asking for help as well, the stigma of looking weak and like we don't all have it together. So instead, we pretend and then we don't have it all together. We don't do as well as we should. We start to have people noticing our stress and our behavior, or we go home and we take that out on our families who are also not articulating our needs too. And then the resentment spiral, the overwhelm spiral just continues to get transferred to others, to just blow up in our lives and compound until everything feels like it's out of our control. Is anyone hearing me on this? Are you hearing? Very common for areas that people were experiencing this. And when I asked what it is is holding people back from advocating for themselves, I got either, I don't know how, I forget that it's an option, or that fear was holding them back. Okay, and these answers didn't surprise me because they're ones that I could relate to so much. And so let's look at that. Let's look at the fact that we don't know how or that we forget that it's an option, or that we're really scared of the consequences. Let's look at that. Why don't we think it's an option? Because no one else is doing it, or because we've never tried it before, or because we tend to put our own needs last, and because of that fear of asking for help in our society. Um, Maybe we're fearing rejection, Or we're fearing setting ourselves up in a bad situation in our lives, whether that's making it more stressful at work with our bosses or making it more stressful with our partners, whatever it might be. But I want to remind you that if you're feeling overwhelmed and resentful, that the situation isn't working for you now. So that's something to remember, because at least if you're advocating for yourself, you're getting answers. You're making the choice to speak up, and then you're getting the answers about whether or not it's possible there to get what you need. And then once we get answers, when we collect more data in our lives, when we collect more information, we can make choices to put us more in line with where we want to be, what we want to do, and what we want to accomplish. So let's say that you're having a performance review and you ask for more money. And let's just say your boss says no. And then you realize that your job is not going anywhere and you feel uncomfortable because you asked and you're wondering, oh, what do they think I'm entitled? Some stuff's running through your head. And ultimately, you go back to your desk desk feeling a little bit smaller. Okay, so just playing out the worst scenario there. Contrast that with if you don't ask and you're resentful, you stay there for five years wondering if you're going to get a raise and you're not really sure when and if anything's going to happen, but you can't talk yourself in or out of anything because you don't have that information. Which one is going to allow you to move on faster? Okay, you'll get over the fact that your boss made you feel a little small. And if you realize, if you work on the fact that you are important, that you deserve good things, that your work deserves to be valued, that you deserve what to get what you want in the world, if you do some work around that and you're at the point where you know what your rights are and you know what your value is and you know that you are putting way more work in than you're being compensated for, okay? 
then now you have that information that you won't get it there and you can move on. Or you can find another job and use that as leverage and say, hey, I have another opportunity. But you can't do that if you did not ask. Same goes for getting help from other people. If we don't say to our partners, hey, I need you to help me out by making dinner twice a week. And instead, we're making it every day and we're struggling to get it on the table and we're stressed out and we're barking at our family and then they're barking back at us, then we're just going to continually stay in that state of resentment. And if we say it and our partner fights at us about that, okay, so that's a fight. But then why are we with someone who won't help us out or respect our needs? Or maybe that's something you want to go hash out in therapy or work on with your partner, right? We know what we need to work on. We know what we collectively need to get past when we articulate our needs and they're not met. But we cannot blame people. We cannot blame them for not giving us what we need when they don't know what that is. Because you could be putting on a better poker face than you think. And it isn't always as visible to other people when you're distressed or when you're unhappy Then. It seems to you, it seems so obvious to us, right? Because we're in that powerful emotional state. But guys, it it that doesn't always that doesn't always translate for other people. And so for me, after working through several jobs where I either didn't do that and felt resentful, or I started to do that and was not getting what I needed, it almost made the practice more powerful because I moved on from those positions and I did better things with myself and found myself so much happier and lighter and so much less burdened. And so I kept doing it. And I'll tell you guys, I went into my most recent job pitching the salary higher than I had done before and I got a higher salary than I would have likely expected from that job. That stuff actually works. Because they know where you are placing your value. And if they want you, if they're the right workplace for you, they will try and accommodate. Even if it's not exactly what you asked for and it wasn't for me, it still gives you a little bit of negotiating power there. And then it levels out that playing field. So it's not other people and situations having power over you and you feeling like nothing is in your control. Okay. And I started asking questions at work when stuff wasn't clear. Okay. I need a little bit of more information about this because I want to make sure that I am delivering this properly to clients, or I want to make sure that I have the time to do this before I commit to it. I might say, instead of just taking on too much because I don't want to miss things with our clients. That stuff's important. If you're communicating your why, if you're saying I need this because A, B, and C so that I can do A, B, and C in line with your job expectations that, you know, is probably in the interest of your company in the, in the case of work, then a good employer is going to respect that. They're going to respect that you're asking for what you need and that they and then they'll know that they can rely on you, they can trust you, and then they know that you will come to them if you don't understand something. And the more I did this at my current job, I actually found that it I'm respected for it. I always get really good feedback about doing that. And, you know, my my superiors, they say that they can trust me because of that. And that is not something I would have thought of years ago, but it makes so much sense, right? Because if I don't have the information I need, especially in social work, which is my day job, or in, in coaching, if I 
am not able to deliver because I don't have the information that I need, then I'm failing other people too. Okay, my workplace and my clients, and those are real people and those are real lives that are depending on you too. So it's really in everyone's interest, especially because we are so much happier when we're not repressing this resentment and letting it boil up. And then we just start projecting it left, right, and center all over the place. And that doesn't create a happy situation for anyone, does it? And it, of course, does start with knowing your rights knowing your value, and understanding what you need. So there might be some work that you have to do around that first before you can get to this place, and that's okay. But start small. Start from where you're at, and we can discuss in future episodes how to, you know, move our way through those other pieces. But what is important is that you recognize that there is that disconnection between what you need and the needs that you're communicating to others. If we don't fight for ourselves in this world, no one is going to fight for us. And it's even more clear when we are in situations that are vulnerable or we're living on the margins or, you know, you're, you're say you're someone who has to depend on government so- services or social services, right? We all know that there are aspects of our world and our system, whether that's in our workplaces or in services that we depend on that aren't working so great. Or there are people on the other end of it who need more push in order to get you what you need because they they may, might not realize why it's important to you. They might be tired. They might have a lot going on. They have their own baggage. So we need to get our own needs through. And sometimes it means stating it more than once and standing our ground. But we need to do that because we deserve it. And that is the only way that we are going to feel fulfilled and valued in this world is if we value ourselves enough to stand up for ourselves. If you don't like something, say it. If you need something else, say it. If you need support, ask for the help. We are all struggling in this. We are all feeling this overwhelm when we don't do this. So why is no one talking about it? Okay, you are stronger for being vulnerable and reaching out for that help. It is scary and you're pushing past that fear. So back to that fear and that self-doubt and that self-trust, you need to trust yourself to figure it out. And that that starts with taking that first step forward. Advocate for yourself, stand up for what you need, and trust that no matter what happens at the other end of that, you will figure it out, but at least you're standing up for you. And that feeds back into your self-respect and that feeds back into your energy and that feeds back into your ability to create a life that you want and the life that you deserve. And that's it for today. But if you have something that you want to talk about, maybe it's one of the topics that I covered already. Maybe it is a subtopic that I mentioned within one of these episodes or something completely different please guys, send me an email, sarah at highesteemcoaching.com. That's S-A-R-A-H at H-I-G-H-E-S-T-E-E-M-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Send me a note. Tell me what you think of the episode. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me something you want to be coached on that I can maybe turn into a little episode for you to help you guys out because I love how accessible podcasting is to get a message out that might help other people. And I love it. It energizes me. So I'm so happy to hear from you. You are not bugging me. I just want to make that part clear. And 
Thank you for being my audience at a, at a time when I was feeling a little bit low. Um, and I hope you enjoyed my weird singing at the beginning of the episode. It's going to continue to get weirder and more quirky as we go and I get more comfortable with this microphone. Um, but, but yeah, I cannot wait to connect with more of you. I have so much more to say on overcoming the roadblocks we need to in order to go after our dreams. And there's my dog in the background. You hear that whining? That means it's time to go. Um, There is my dog, Opie, live. He's the one who is drawn in the uh, podcast art. Um, So I'm going to take that as my cue. But I uh, hope you all have a great week. And I can't wait to connect with you next time. Bye, guys. Okay, everyone, that is it for today. But if you like this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a review because, of course, it really helps me and my podcast out. For more tips, training, and tools to help you hold yourself in high esteem, follow me on my Instagram page at your underscore high underscore esteem underscore. And join the Your Highest Team Facebook group through the link in the show notes if you would like to do this work with your community together in my group. To learn more about me and my private coaching, head over to www.highesteemcoaching.com and browse my programs and free tools there. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm so excited to see you all in the next episode. Bye everyone.